This podcast is sponsored by Eucora. UTIs are the worst. One year, I had eight UTIs, and I hated taking antibiotics so often. If you get UTIs, you understand how awful the cycle is. I was taking all the precautions, and cranberry products just didn't work. It was hard on me and my husband. I hated seeing her in pain, and I wanted to help. We're Jenna and Spencer, founders of Eucora. We make UTI relief products and innovative urinary tract supplements that give you a way to be proactive. At Eucora, we've helped over 400,000 people get their lives back. Eucora's UTI Emergency Kit helps you test for a UTI and manage your symptoms until you can see a doctor. Plus, their proactive care supplements support your urinary health from every angle. Get 30% off your first Eucora order when you text SUPPORT to 64000. Text SUPPORT to 64000 to get 30% off. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T to 64000. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Eucora. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at Eucora.com. Reply stop to stop. Help for help. Bob. Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. This is an interactive call-in show where uh, you ask the questions. We'll give you the answers. We'll give you the top two, three answers or point you in the right direction or um, tell you we don't know. We always know. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Trust me. Yeah. We're Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us. We're on Dodge. You've passed us. We'll help you fix your car. Yeah. You know. Even if it ain't broke, swing in, say hi. We'll yeah. look under the hood. We'll find yeah. something. Absolutely. We've had them towed from other shops, you know, and have them help them figure out. We had one just the other day. Had a um had a won't start problem. Turns out that um all it really needed was a key instead of uh, a computer and a whole nine yards of everything else that was gonna be sold, it just turned out to be a key. So she was happy. Yeah. So, that worked out better. Yeah, we always want to take the, we always want to take the cheaper route to fix your car first, and sometimes that's all it needs. Sometimes it doesn't need a mess of stuff. Sometimes it does. You know, it just depends on how you service your car, how you maintenance, how you keep it up. You know, um, I see a lot of cars out there driving around with bumpers hanging. You know, half a hubcap on. Mm. The wipers broke. You know what have you? It's it's clearly an A and B, and uh, you know once it yeah. stops. They're finding another ride. They don't really have any any interest in trying to keep it up. And yeah, then I have some customer. And when you know when we fix your car, we always run it through the car wash. We always vacuum it out. We clean it up for you before you get it back. I've got some customers that they bring the car in. They've got it. They wash it. They vacuum it. It's spick and span before detail it comes to the, the mechanic. They detail That's great. it. Yep, they detail it for for me before we come in, which isn't necessary. What doesn't doesn't matter. It's just that. They, they can't stand, and I'm probably one of those guys. I, I couldn't take my car in all messy and burgers and wrappers everywhere. And I just and, had uh, one of those this morning. Did you? you? Go on a road test, and you hit the brake, and the pile moves forward, and it's on you now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Not the funnest ones to get into. That's the trash can. Yeah. yeah. No. We uh what was we did and I don't think this had anything to do with that, but uh we did find a uh, blower motor quit working the other day and they kind of wanted the blower motor to up and working because it's going to get hot here yeah. soon. And uh pulled the blower motor down because it was bad making noises and who should be in there but family of mice just staring mm. at you. Yeah. So had to get them out. You got to relocate them. Got to relocate them. Yep, we did relocate and all the fur that went with it and uh, a new cabin filter. Yeah. They see that. They make themselves at home. I mean, they don't ask or anything. They just walk around in your car like they're paying rent. They they <laughs> they are. And it costs you four or $500 or, or just whatever the heck it is. But, uh, yeah, that cabin filter, is it's like a California king in there. Oh, absolutely. They chew it up. They get there. It's kind of spongy, bouncy, no springs. I mean, they just. They're at home. Yeah. It's like And the, they reproduce. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. In the car. The one thing you don't most people don't understand is you got a mouse in your car. You got five. You yeah, you might have five. You've got to go solve the problem as to where the mouse came from. Mm-hmm. So if you just take it to and we've had this problem before where we fixed a wiring on a car just to have it back three months later with the same wiring all chewed up down the middle of the intake. And uh you've got to go that's the secondary problem is the wires chewed up and all that stuff. Yeah. The, the primary problem is there where the car is at. So you need to go do whatever you can, um, you know, <laughs> spend 25 bucks to get rid of the problem versus spending another 500 to uh, solve the problem. So uh, it's just at that time of year. I mean, it's a, it's going to be 100 to 104 here soon. I hate to say that out loud, but that's what it's going to be well, here. You did. This, I did. I did. And we'll get to that because there's a couple of things that, that I got to go with there. Um, but, you know, I, I hear the I hear the locusts is going. I see the spiders making. So they already know winter's coming. They mm-hmm. can tell because the animals know quicker than we do. We're just having this last blast of summer, which is kind of normal for August, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, we got one more, so. And we got, uh, jump into some calls? Yeah. Yeah, let's jump into the first call. Sam, Sam this is, go ahead, what's up with your car? Uh, yes, uh, I'm an older person, and I have questions about a 2015 Chevrolet Sonic. Um, it's a car I might buy. I'm an older person looking for smaller cars this fall to buy and um, would like to get something like a Honda Accord or a Toyota. But um, one that has come up maybe is a 2015 Chevy Sonic. I don't know if it's a, it's a four-cylinder, and I don't know if it's got um, automatic or five-speed transmission. Just wondered what you guys think in general about that car, if you have any opinions. Well, I'm working on one, actually a 2015 Sonic right now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's Chevy's compact throwaway car is what I call it. I mean, yeah. it's a four-cylinder Daewoo engine that, you know, has its issues. So Daewoo is a South Korean company. Not That's not a bad deal. They, they went out of business. General Motors bought them up, bought the whole Lock, stock, and platform. Yeah, bought the entire platform, lock, stock, and barrel over in in in, uh, South Korea, and so they wouldn't have to to do all this, and they just have a car up and running, and off it goes. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad car, um, 
parts can be maybe a little tough to get if they're a well-maintained car i mean i've got a couple of sonics that come in mm-hmm. that they're they're fairly well maintained they keep up on their stuff and uh they really haven't had anything major I will say that the other Sonics that we have come in, that they just... you got to change the oil in those engines religiously. Yeah. As they I just, will have so many problems in those engines if you don't maintain mm-hmm. them well. And it's, Agreed. And and uh, depends how the car... If, if I Like we just mentioned earlier in the show, that if it's a car that somebody hasn't taken care of, uh, they will fall apart faster than the normal car. Okay. Uh, that's everything I need. I really like your show. Um, I, if you got time, I would ask you general feelings about um, a mechanic told me that uh, Honda Accords have always been good cars, but he said, especially around 2008, they really got their act together. I wonder if you kind of agree that Honda Accords right in that area would be good. Now, it'd hardly get parts, but other than that, would you agree more or less with the mechanic that that's a a good streak of years for Hondas. Absolutely. I would. The only thing I would disagree with is I don't think necessarily 2008 they got better. I think they've been great for a long time. Incredibly progressive okay. company. Every yeah. year they're coming out with something, and they're just very well built. I, I've got I've got several of them, Kyle. I don't know how many how many do I have, Kyle. I got a I got four Hondas. Yeah. I, I think the oldest one I got is uh 98 CRV and it's got 230,000 miles on it. I just love it. It just doesn't go anywhere. It's a great mm-hmm. winter car that just goes and goes and goes and just needs brakes, battery and tires and that's the only thing I ever do to it. That's why I don't get rid of it because to have to replace it would cost me triple the amount. So uh <laughs> and I just don't use it that much. I use it for a third car if I need it. So yeah. yeah. No, I do. Well, I'll I'll let you guys go unless you have time for one more quick question. Shoot. Shoot. Same go ahead. question about Toyotas. I like Toyota Corollas and um looking for maybe in the 2008 to 2015 range. Uh and do you think Corollas have still maintained their you know their excellence? Yes. Yes. It's a Corolla is a great car. You know, I I've, I've helped people yeah. I've helped people buy a couple of those cars and uh they're just a great car. Uh, that that's a car that you can kind of abuse also, and it's still going to run and be okay. We see more of those come in with no oil in them at all, yes. and they're still running great. Yes, I can't tell you how many Hondas and, and old Toad as I've pulled the drain plug on, there's nothing in it, and uh, you put four quarts in, the light goes out, and they drive away to come back again. They just... I would agree. Well, thank you, guys. Yes. Thanks. Keep, keep up the good work. Bye you for bet. Now. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Some lines that are open for you, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll see you in a minute. Okay, this is an oldie. Well, it's an oldie where I came from. All right, fellas, this is a blues-driven bee. Watch me for the changes and uh, try and keep up. Way down in a garage where the oil leaks Way up under the hood where the engine squeaks There stood an old car made of rust and wood There lived a greasy boy named Mechanic Be Good Who never had to learn to read or write so well But he could change your tire like a ring and a bell Go, go! Go, Mr. Mechanic, go! Go, Mr. Mechanic, go! Go, Mr. Mechanic, go! Go, Mr. Mechanic, go! Mechanic be good. 
The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Professionally fixed right and fixed on time. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110, right in the heart of Dundee today. And uh, we got Dundee days going on down here. So, boy, if you're not down here. Jump in and come they down. They got hot donuts. Hot donuts. We've already sampled them, have we? Yeah. They were good. Yep. They were worth the wait. <laughs> Tell you what. Yeah, you know, what I was going to talk about a little bit was uh, we got 104-degree temperature coming up. So now we get to decide if um, all those problems that were lurking, you know, the overheating problems that weren't, that weren't an issue, and they're never an issue. an issue. Yeah, they're never an issue when it's 70, 80 degrees outside. But when it starts to get 90, definitely into 100 they're going to be an issue. Yeah, your your cooling system gets taxed at least 50% more. Now you find all the overheatings, you'll find the temperature's not working, so be careful of all that. That's just, mm-hmm. uh, that's coming up, and it's going to be, you know, we're going to get 90 some odd today, Yeah, all the way into Tuesday, Wednesday, so it starts. your choke thermostat according. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Well, I do. Well, you do on, your, on certain <laughs> cards. You do, but you know, you go out and do that in the morning and do it in the afternoon. God, I don't miss those days. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th- there you go, and uh, it's going to be. So you're going to have some cards out there overheating. We're going to see it coming in, and uh, it's just a matter of all that cotton that was flying. Same thing that happens to your home air conditioner. That same thing happens to your car. It just takes a while for it to accumulate and build up. So. You know, and and I read into this the other day just a little bit. When you see hot kids or hot dogs in the car, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll have good Samaritans that bust the window. Good for them. Um, There is Nebraska has that I could find, at least through this article and and looking around, has really nothing on the books for um, uh, hot pets and cars and who can be in trouble for that. They don't like it very much. The Humane Society shows up and probably writes you a ticket, but there's nothing really beyond that and if if it is out there call and let me know but arizona california delaware all the way down to west virginia have got uh uh kind of laws on the book to do that so Mm -hmm. if you bust a window basically in nebraska to to save a pet you might be paying for the window but that's okay yeah yeah what's a couple hundred bucks if you're to bust out somebody's window you get the joy of doing that yeah you get the joy of doing that and then you get to pay for it after you rescued the animal i mean I think I would do it. I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but I've always wanted to do it. Bust a window out of a car? Oh, I bust windows out of cars. That's not a problem. That's <laughs> I've done that more than once. It's, say, uh, I mean, it's I an interesting. I we could go right No, no, it's, it's an interesting boom. It, it really is. And I've done it on, on, on quite by accident, but not to save a pet or save a, you know a kid inside. That's a different deal. Yeah. That's a little more dramatic. Yeah, you get the Good Samaritan effect of right. it. Right, right, absolutely. No, no, I, I busted some windows just by accident, so we don't like that. All right, we're going to head over to Jay. Jay's got a 2017 Ram. Jay, what's going on today? Well, I'm hoping you can uh, tell me what possibly could be wrong. <laughs> okay. I've got, uh, let's see, I've got almost 200 on the Ram, 200,000. Uh, great truck. It's got a, it's not a rattle, it's a hum that is on the left-hand side, the driver's side, 
that goes up and down with the acceleration of the truck. I've checked the bearings. I've uh, replaced the blower motor. I replaced the compressor. Um, I've replaced the serpentine belt. And I've got this noise that is about to drive me nuts that I just can't find. And I was just wondering if you guys had any ideas of what it might be. So is, is this noise sitting still when you can hear it and just racing the engine up and down or driving? Both. It'll do both. And you can hear it better if the air conditioner is on or the blower is on than if it's off. Like that vent shutter, you can hear it better. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, what I guess... Yeah, what, it is interesting. What, I, I can't find the damn noise. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is determine if, you, if it's a noise that you're only driving down the road... Then we th I, we're thinking wheel bearings, rear end, tires, you know, things of that nature. But if you can do it sitting still, so if the engine yep. is, does the engine have to be running for this noise to happen, or can you turn the key on, get your blower fan working, all that stuff? Do you hear the noise then? I haven't tried that one. Give that a shot because if it's one of those mode door actuators, that's kind of at the end of its run. Those can buzz. You yeah. don't see it often, but they can. What and, we're what we're trying okay. to do is eliminate. How many things are running on each on each uh, step? So the first step is right. the first step is it's not making the noise as you're running down the road. So we know it's not bearings. It does it sitting still with just racing up the engine back and forth. Okay. So right. now we know it's in the engine, and, and I agree with Kyle. If you shut the car off, now we know there's nothing running in the engine, no bearings moving there. Now we know it's inside the car. And that okay. would be that would be the next step. Um, if you don't hear the um, inside the car like a blower motor or something like that, then mm -hmm. I would probably the next step if it's underneath the hood is take the fan belt completely off of it. Okay, so now we've eliminated any bearings that the uh, that the fan belt's running, the idler, the right. the tensioner, the alternator, the you know water pump, all that stuff because they're they're known for water pumps, they're known for alternators. Million uh, there are many, yeah. many idlers and tensors. They're known for everything that spins on that belt. They're known for crankshafts. <laughs> I mean, crank, crankshaft pulley. Just had one the other day. We took a fan belt off, and and the uh, the pulley fell off. Uh, the outer ring of the of the harmonic balancer just fell on our feet. It's like, uh, oh god, how did that not come apart? So everything up there that spins on that engine is is gone. Is multiply bad over okay. a period of time. Well, I will try that shutting off the engine and, and turning on the AC and see if I can hear it then. Sure. Yeah, and then just turn off your AC and just run the blower motor. Yeah, just start turning things on and off as much as you can to just sit and isolate it, and that's kind of what we're going to do. Okay. Yeah, call, Sounds good. call back if you need some more help or you found it. We want to know what you found. Okay, thank you. You bet. You bet. All right, we're going to head next into uh, 13, Subaru Outback. John, John, what's going on today? Uh, not much. I just bought this Outback uh, a couple months ago. It had 66,000 miles on it. And I was just wondering uh, what kind of maintenance issues I might have besides changing oil. On a Subaru? Yep. Is that a turbo engine, non-turbo engine? You probably Turbo, got the... yeah. Okay. Should be a pretty peppy car then. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I mean, maintenance-wise, I mean, 
you're going to service the transmission probably every 60,000 miles. Other than that, I mean, we don't really see a lot out of the ordinary with that particular era of Subaru Outback. They're actually pretty, right. pretty reliable cars. I mean, just take it as it comes. It, head gaskets at all, Kyle? Not on that one. That should be a chain engine. Chain engine. Okay. There you go. So uh, you got into this. I can never remember which years went from the, the timing belt to the chain engine. It seems mm-hmm. like now that they went to the chain engine, we don't have near the problem with the with the uh, head gaskets going bad. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, mind you, I've seen some pretty fair catastrophes with those engines, but every one of them I could link back to poor maintenance. Yeah, the biggest and thing with abuse. this. Yeah, the biggest thing with synthetic oil because this is going to run a zero twenty in it is make sure that you're keeping up on the oil. It's going to consume okay. some oil just because it's so thin. And yep. uh, I, I don't know how many times a week I hear I I can't be out of oil because I'm not due for an oil change for another five thousand miles. Comp- you know, according to my sticker in the window. Well, it doesn't, oh, okay. It do, well, I know. It doesn't work that way. Just because yeah. you got a 1,000 <laughs> miles left doesn't mean there's any oil in the engine. You've got to check it. All righty. So, Thanks, guys. You bet. Appreciate All the right, call. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break on Mr. Mechanic. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. All right. We are back. Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110. Got open lines for you. We're going to jet right back into the call. Joe's been patiently waiting. Thank you, Joe. Joe's got a question about AC. Joe, go ahead. I was wondering when you set up your air conditioning in your car, is it better, more energy efficient, easier on the car to run it with just pulling the outside air and cooling it? or putting on that extra button where you just recirculate the inside air to cool it? Well, what I do is I start with the outside air. Even though it's you know, 90 to 100 degrees outside, it's still cooler than what's going on inside after the windows have been up. So the wind, you know, inside your car could reach temperatures 130, 140 degrees. So if you start circulating that air immediately, that's what you're doing. You're recirculating that 140 degree air. On a hot day, say a 100-degree day, I'll get in, I'll roll all my windows down, drive a little bit, and then uh, let all the air out of there, and then I put it right on, recirculate, and let it go. Uh, but to start off with outside air is your better is your better first start, and then move it to recirculation afterwards. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're, and it's way more efficient because you're recooling, and that's why it's there. Once the air conditioning gets up and going, you're recooling 70-degree air. And it just helps maintain and keep it better instead of always trying to cool 100-degree air. And so, yeah, that's the way to do it. Thank you. You bet. Not a problem. <sighs> Boy, it's uh, – and then you just auto-start it, and you don't worry about it at all. Right, Kyle? Yeah. yeah. You just, you just let, it, let it run for 10 minutes, and by the time you get out there, it's nice and cold. Ah. Uh. The way of the world. <laughs> I know. You know, all this stuff that we have on cars now, we're just, we're completely lazy, aren't we? Yeah. It will just turn on by itself. It avoids crashes. Um, I do kind of like the one that, that backs up when you can't see and uh, there's people walking in the sidewalk and immediately steps. Stops. Yeah, it stops. I think that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. That's a great idea. The, uh, crash avoidance in the in the front you know you you're not paying attention like most people aren't then they uh, come up behind the car and it actually helps you brake 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's a that's a important. I mean, those one. things. I mean, there's got to be some. That's more important than intermittent wipers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> but we got cars with intermittent wipers on it, and and no, none of that crash avoidance. Remember when that was a huge sales factor? There's like this one's got intermittent wipers. This one's just two speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for an extra fifteen bucks, you're not going to have to think about turning the wipers on. It's going to do it by itself. Wow. It's taking the guesswork out of everything. Yeah. Do I need them? Do I not need them? Yeah. Maybe we'll just try once. Maybe we'll just give it a dry go. Now you got, yeah, you got self-driving cars. I mean, what better? You can put your makeup on your way to work, Kyle. Well, don't have to worry about it. That would save me a lot of time. I wouldn't it though. You wouldn't have to get up way, you wouldn't have to get up a couple hours earlier in order to make that happen. Yeah. If I go out and my face isn't right, it's just going to (laughs) be It's a bad day, isn't it? Bad day. Bad day. You know, last week was a, um, for those of you who like speed, was the Bonneville Salt Flats. Everybody takes their cars out there and, um, you know, they have the big rocket ones that are all super smooth. And uh, can you imagine going up and down the Salt Flats and clocking a speed of 333.360 miles an hour? Pretty darn quick. Oh, my gosh. That's the place to take your car to really find out what it's made of. Yes. Yes, you know, and uh, I can't imagine. And I suppose they have crashes. Of course, they have crashes. Why wouldn't they? they? I mean, uh, there's hours of video of that. Is there? Yeah, I gotta not watch that. Go to YouTube. I suppose three three hundred thirty three, and you have a crash. You, uh, I mean, you're, you're making it so super light. You just have to wonder how it just disintegrates. Maybe it don't. I don't know. Oh no! It, it, it barrel rolls for six miles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to keep going for a while, but, yeah, they're fairly safe. Well, yeah, yeah, you just got to, you know. Generally, and they build it, the entire car around like a pod. Thing. Yeah, kind of like they do with the Survival pod, if you will, right. in NASA terms. Right. And, yeah. uh, just like they do in the in the race cars. You got So it, it can kind of bust away and break away, so yeah. slow the inertia down, I'd imagine. So Here you are in this cocoon with a steering wheel. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got to be not claustrophobic and, and willing to go 333. But, you know, other people bring out their normal cars. You know, they got classes for everything. And, you know, we both of us know a guy that drew, drove all the way out there in his car. To, to, and he, mm-hmm. he ran, he, you know, he run up and down the track a little bit and then he drove it all the way back. Can you imagine? I mean, what the confidence that guy had in that car to be able to drive all the way out there, yeah, r- run top speed, and then come back because. You know, if you blow it up, what do you do? Who do you call? Somebody with a trailer. You haul. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't give him my number. I, I sent him to you in case he had a. No, he's got my phone number. I know what you're talking about. In <laughs> case he got a breakdown, he was going to call you, not me. Yeah. But I didn't want to drive all the way out there. But anyway, that's oh, it's kind of fun to watch that every year. Just see how people stream up and down the road that with and, and no regard, and you got to have special—not special, but you got to have tires that are able to go three hundred. You do have to have special tires that go three thirty-three. Special tires. Mm-hmm. You know, the other one is the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. I don't know that I would ever want to do. I mean, going. I was driving up that highway what uh, last month, mm-hmm. and. I'm safe with their posted speed limit of 15 to 20 miles an hour, 10 in spots, yeah. And that's on up or down? Both. Both? Yeah. I can imagine down. Yeah. It, do they have do they have runouts where people use their brakes and don't pay attention? And, uh, like just a runout? 
run out where you've lost brakes and you have to run into something or you, oh what? that's the side of the cliff oh yeah there's nothing there's a white line and then fourteen thousand feet of air oh well I, I have I've been there I just took the tram uh, I you know I didn't I didn't take all I, think that, I didn't go know, round and round yeah I mean with the amount of other people that were going up that particular day I think I'm a tram guy too yeah well yeah it, it, it was white knuckle for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there was I mean, there was a guy in an MG that was in front of us. I mean, there was a little bit of everything. All the Jeep people, of course, they made their presence known. Yeah, I imagine there's plenty of traffic's probably slowing you down anyway. Subarus. That was the one place I got a call from. My car wouldn't start. I tell you. I had a customer get all the way up there and said, hey, my car wouldn't start. What do I do? And uh, kind of talked him through it and uh, got him underneath there with a with a tire iron and while his wife was turning the uh, the ignition inside the car and uh, he tapped on the starter and got it running and, and didn't shut it off and they, they cut their uh, vacation short it was tried had a day left so they drive they drove all the way back to Omaha oh god with it still running just gassed it up and everything else but he yeah. got it running he wasn't going to shut it off ever again that was the second time it happened that's an inconvenient that would be the place that I would break down to <laughs> inconvenient spot yeah to have it not start. The good thing about Pike's Peak, though, is, I mean, you can always get down. You know that. Just throw the thing in neutral. You're going to manually steer through all those switchbacks. I suppose, yeah. But there's going to be enough inertia to get you down that hill. A short trip. You just go over the edge. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Car meets you at the bottom. Yeah. Take the tram down. <laughs> Take the tram. Yeah. This is a, uh, I noticed the other day, and this is going to be a good, um, test. I don't know if I mentioned this or not in the past, but this would be a great test for electric cars. The New York City has a pilot program that had been going on for a little while. They had a whole bunch of Ford Mach-E's, the electric version, electric Mustangs, mm-hmm. and uh, as police cars. So they charge them up overnight and, and then send them out during the day and uh, not really a report back as far as how it's going. But it'd be a certainly a, a real world experience because that's what they do as far as if anybody's going to beat a car to its limits, it's the police department. Yeah, yeah, it's just they it's, have to drive those cars to their limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah every day, it's constantly used. Everything in it is. Used. That's the best. Isn't that the best part of the job? Yeah, is getting to drive and yeah, beating the crap out of a car like as long that. as these lights are on, you can go as fast as you want. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would become, I'd, I'd do that just so I could be, you know, maybe even ride along. I could be the guy that drives. He can go do whatever he needs to do. I just get to drive there. You're going to be the chauffeur. Uber, Uber department. Yeah. The Uber driver of the law. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a fair amount of experience in driving a lot of years. And, uh, you know, we, we both like to go fast. And I mean, we, maybe that's a volunteer service. I don't know. Well, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, let me know. Maybe we've got somebody that wants to be a police officer but doesn't like to drive. Who knows? They got horses. I mean, yeah, you can do just about anything. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah, let's look into that, Kyle, see how that works. I don't know. Uh, what you know? What else we got here on the uh, the articles that I've seen? Um, tire, you know, we talked a little bit about tires and all the EVs that are coming out there. EVs are getting more popular, and there's tons of them. There is, I read the other day, there's over a hundred days supply out there. So there's plenty of them, mm-hmm. plenty of them out there. hundred days supply is quite a bit of cars, uh, throughout everything, but they're not moving that fast. That's why mm-hmm. you're seeing some of the, 
the prices are going down. Exactly. That's why you see the prices going down because they're sitting on the lot. And of course, like every every used car that sits out in the lot for a while, what do you come out to when you want to go drive it? Dead battery. Dead battery. So uh, <laughs> I can't imagine that uh, there's going to be a lot of them out there. They'd probably have to, have, to, have to recharge them before they go drive them, I'm sure. Ooh. Yeah, do you just leave them plugged in all the time in that instance? Can uh, you do that or with the battery overheat? I, you know, it's the battery's going to overheat because when you you know how it is when you charge your cell phone and you go to sleep at night and you wake up and the thing's hot. Yeah. Well, it's because it's charged about nine hours ago. And, uh, of course, it's going to be hot. So, yeah, I don't know. We've got, we got a bunch of EV stuff we have to go through in tires because tires aren't exactly the same. They're darn close, but they're not exactly the same as it would be on a standard car. So we're going to take a quick break. Mr. Mechanic Show will be back in a minute. Okay, we're back. 558-1110 is numbers to get in. We're going to head over to Steve. Steve's got a 23 Suburban. Steve, what's wrong? Can't be anything wrong with this car, is there? Say again? There can't be much wrong with this car, is there? Holy cow. You got to go back to college to figure out how to do everything. God, want to grab the gear shift. Nothing there. It's touch. It's push button. Yeah. Okay. You got one up on the dash. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a little bit to get used to. Yeah. And you keep, I mean, out of habit, you you, you keep going for it. But anyway, um, it has that irritating start-stop system on it. Okay. Where can I buy uh, locally that start-stop switch eliminator mechanism? Um, you know, I don't know the exact. Um, wh- what we're going to do here is get a number for you off the air, and then I'll call okay. you. Okay. Because I've got one. Sitting, okay. I've got one sitting in my toolbox right now at work uh, for a customer okay. on a late model Blazer, and she's okay. uh, she's about sick of it too. And uh, so I bought her one, and basically it hooks in through the uh, hood latch. And it, okay. it tricks the computer. It thinks the hood's open, which will eliminate the uh, the start-stop feature from working. But it doesn't mm. turn any lights on. So some engineering uh, mar- guy has figured out or gal has figured out that uh, how to make this work. And they're not that expensive. I think they're 139 or 159 bucks, and it's easy to wire in. And, and it, you just unplug the – because there's, there's an electrical sensor on your – hood latch that tells if it's open or closed and you just kind of unplug it plug this in between it and plug it back in and and that goes away so okay yeah it's easy enough and i don't know what if any that's going to affect your warranty you know if you take it in and have some warranty work on it it may not affect it at all it it may affect it so beware be warned uh maybe call your dealership read the fine print what what have you but I think it's easy enough to take in and out if that should be something you want to do. But right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, some of these, uh, uh, it's uh, just kind of neat. Well, this thing's got a ten speed in it. Yep. And you know, you put you put you know, the light turns green. You just kind of put your foot down. Shoot, uh, you're laying ten feet of rubber as it goes through three three gears as as it uh, gets up to speed. So, I, I love it. You got a, you got a five three or a six two? 
It's got the five three in it. It's got oh, the, wow. the 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 toy the toy motor. Oh, I know it, boy. I got the six two and I love it. It goes. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I'm gonna have to get new tires soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just can't believe what these things cost. Holy guacamole. Yeah, it's, Golly. It's, that's where they're going. And, that's where they're all going. And, yeah, and, and of course, yeah, I see UAW wants more money and more benefits. Yeah, we're going to have to see but, how, how that plays out. That's that's going to be, I've been reading up on that. It's going to be a big deal um, as yeah. far as what prices cost and things like that. And, and uh, what they're, right. you know, yeah, it's going to be a big deal one way or the other, so. Yeah, right, hang, right. Hang on the line, Steve. We're going to get your phone number, and I'll get you that information. All right, we're going to go to Ruff. Ruff's got a 18 Honda Ridgeline. What's going on today? Well, I have no problems. I'm just trying to get it straight in my mind. What do you recommend for automatic transmission mileage to change oil and for antifreeze? Uh, we kind of stick right at about 60,000 miles on that particular car. Just did one the other day, right about 60,000 miles for, uh, the coolant, the transmission, uh, also did the, what, rear differential in the transfer case, all right at about 60,000 miles. Your car, your Honda will kind of tell you, it'll come out and say B1 or B2 or B5 or B6 or B7. When your service light comes on? Yep, when your service light comes on, that's kind of an indication, if you look through your owner's manual, of what Honda wants to do. Uh, But it's not going to hurt to change it a little bit sooner because, you know, you want to keep it for as long as you can, and you're driving a Honda, you can. Well, I I know uh, right now I've got 95,000 on it, but it still hasn't mentioned the antifreeze. Yeah, you know, I, I've done okay. all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do it. At, I do it at sixty. Again, ain't gonna hurt. We gotta go. See you later, Mr. Mechanic. See you next week. Looking for a better way to deploy teams in real time, respond to changes quickly, and empower more informed decisions? Cantata's purpose-built technology for professional services can help. Visit cantata.com today. K-A-N-T-A-T-A.com.